Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy. Yaddy, 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 I know you know. Anyway, we've got a great podcast coming up for you. Well done for downloading it, a freebie. Good work. Well done, everyone. And we begin, of course, with what some people are already calling the best show. On. In fact, I've got a little email here. It says, uh, Dear Andy, your show is without doubt the best show on TalkSport. That's it. There's no name on it, but it's irrelevant. Anyway, this is that show and... Um, Last night on the Sports Bar, we had lots of irate Manchester United and Arsenal fans for obvious reasons. I just want to say that uh, Emery, he's got to go. Um, His management of the team has been terrible. The players he's picking, I don't know why he's picking them. I don't know how he can't fit Mesut Ozil into the team. You see, Ozil for me is one of the few world-class players that we've got in the squad. Ozil, world-class? Absolutely world class. Jay, let me hand this over to Jason, who's a big Ozil fan. Jay, off you go. Very good player, but you wouldn't want him. There's there's a reason why he doesn't play in, in the games which perhaps become a little heated. You might need, might need a little bit of heart. Gwenduzi has got everything I saw tonight. If 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 he could have some of that, Ozil, then he he would go a long way to improving as a footballer. But he doesn't have the the cojones to go out and play in big games. He goes missing. I do hear what you're saying, Jason. But what, what I really want to say is that I think that um, if you've got the players around him, I think he, I think he's an awesome footballer. Name the players around him that will make him a, an awesome player, Tony. I, I, I think if you play um, uh, Torreira in the holding, play Willock uh, alongside with the legs, with Woodlusi in, in, in the central area, running about with legs... I, th- I think I think that'd be perfect. Do you know what though? If you, I think the decision, if you were going to, if once Ozil signed for Arsenal, that decision to build a team around him had to be made straight away. And you can have players that will make up for his deficiencies. So basically, what you're saying is, you need players that, that, that are going to do the work rate for him. You get players around him that are prepared to do the work that he's not going to do, and therefore he becomes a bit of a luxury player. Yeah, I've just got home from the game from from the, the club in general. It's just completely a shambles. When I look at that dugout and I see how they're going to Solskjaer, and I do love him, I do love Solskjaer, but he's completely just uninspiring. He's just like, you look at him, he's sat there, he's got his hands on his mouth, and he's just, I don't know, he's got Mike feeling the size of him. <laughs> he's just a dinosaur, in my opinion. You've got Michael Carrick there, who, he was a nice footballer, Michael Carrick, but that is all he was. He was just, you know what I mean, side to side in a, in a brilliant football team. He was nothing special. 
And then you've got Kieran McKenna. I don't even know who he is. It's just like, when them players are going in at half-time, out of them four, you tell me Paul Pogba sat there thinking, oh, I, you know, I'm going to get up for this game in the second half, because I certainly wouldn't be. I mean, that's just, and, and that's, that's the hierarchy. But do, do you not, Tom, the, do you not, I hear what you're saying, but do you not think that's part of the problem, that these players shouldn't, shouldn't have to wait on someone to come in and tell them to raise their game? No, not not at all, not, Andy. Not not at all. But it's just like it's part of the problem. It's not. I mean, we've had we've had all these managers come in. We've had different managers come in. It's not it's not working out. So I'm not 100 percent what's going on. I mean, but the players, the decision making of the players is shocking. I mean, I don't want to go on about Pogba too much because I'm just I, I don't think he's the, the main problem. But you've got like Rashford, for instance. To me, Rashford. I might this might be arse, but. It's, it's literally like watching Gabby Ogbonlahor. That, that is what he is, in my opinion. He's a donkey. Rashford? Rashford, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Your mar- your mole's off the mark there, Tom. I'm sorry. He had a bad game exactly. tonight. Maybe he's not fully fit. He's just come back from injury. I think he'd been a bit harsh. Andy, you know, this season, unless he gets the ball on the sixpence, he doesn't want to know. He sulks. He doesn't run for the ball. Everyone thinks he does. He doesn't. Unless he's going that way towards the, the, the opposite net, he's useless. If he's got his back to the goal, he's, he's useless. He's not useless, no, no Tom. One... He's not useless. I think you're being a bit well, harsh. Well, all right, I might be a bit harsh because I'm, I'm just annoyed at the, just the way everything's going, but there's a lot of problems at that club. There's just like, like I say, and it's starting from the hierarchy and then you've got the manager and then you've got Mike Field and Michael Carrick here. And I just like, two, there seems to be too many of them involved as well for me. I mean, why, why is there four, there's four of them there? But it's like all four of them are involved constantly. And to be honest, it's, nobody knows what's going on. There you go, the Sports Bar can be found, of course, on TalkSport Monday, Thursday from 10pm. Now on to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show, and Big Sam was on talking Brucey. Oh, God bless him. Nice to see you. Ah, oh, my mistake. He's one of their own as well, that's what, that's what uh, you know, concerns me. What concerns me is, is Rafa did no better last year. Yes, he got them promoted, but then, and he kept them up twice brilliantly. Yeah. Is, is the squad good enough? You know, they've lost their goals. Is the squad... Is the squad good enough? Is, has Steve gone in, into his into that job because he loves Newcastle, wants to manage Newcastle so much? Has he gone into his job uh, with it, with his with his eyes sh- eyes shut? Are you glad like, you never took the job? Well, I've been watched yesterday. Absolutely, yes. Mm. At the moment, you know what I mean. I, I don't know what for whatever ever reason, but Rafa was allowed to wait the almost the entire summer before he made his decision on whether he was staying or going, and then all of a sudden he left. On now to the Drive Time Show, featuring Adrian Goff and Darren Durham. Huh? Is it? Oh, no, I no. Anyway, this is them talking about Newcastle United. He's out of his depth, Steve Bruce, for me. He's, he's got to walk away from the job before it is too late. Oh, is it Steve Bruce's fault now? Yeah, is, is all this Steve so, yeah. Bruce's fault? Or, yeah, uh, I think so. We, 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 we're now putting the blame on Steve Bruce. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Everything that's happening at Newcastle with the fans, the owner, and everything else that goes with it, it's his fault. Right. Isaac Hayden's challenge is a challenge that says, I don't want to be on the pitch playing for this manager. He knows he's going to get sent off about that kind of challenge. I don't care what people say on social media. I don't care what pundits say. That challenge every day of the week is going to be a red card. And he knew it. This is first half. Or was it 1-0 at the time? And also, he's got a, a really good player in Almiron, and he literally has no idea what to do with him. No idea. So what's the point of having a player that good when your manager doesn't know what to do with him? 
That's has he been, has he been that good? Was he that good under Rafa? Yes, he was. Was it? Was he? I thought he was. Yeah, really. He was better than this. How many yeah. goals he scored for Newcastle? Oh, he's just been how many goals? Is well, it? people. He's a number ten. He's a creator. Yeah. He's playing him on the right and, wing. And, oh, hang on a minute. Don't number ten score goals? They could do. Yeah, but I just wondered. Newcastle weren't a winning I, team. I think most number ten score goals. Ed, do you think he was better last season? So it's all Steve Bruce's fault. But Almiron's not score a goal now. It's only if you only did, did you how many by did he score goals. No, hang on a minute. Football a bit more. How many did he score under Rafa? How many did he create under Rafa? Created plenty. Yeah. There's a lot more Him going and on Rondon had a great partnership. It's the easy thing. I tell you what, let's throw Steve Bruce under the bus. It's not what we're doing with him. No matter who's managing Nothing. that side. You've had managers, you've had managers turn that job down because they knew following Rafa, you've lost Perez, you've lost Rondon. That's the reason Newcastle is struggling. You put them two in that side, they'd score more goals, they create more goals. Simple. You're missing two massive players. Now that Rafa was right. They had to buy Rondon. Didn't buy him. He's now gone and played in China. Perez has sold him to Leicester. He wants more. He's got more ambition. He knows where Newcastle are. That's all out of the owner. Steve Bruce is just manager of a rubbish team. No. Simple. I would have to disagree with that. And from Drive, we can go to the mid-morning show, usually hosted by Jim White, but today it was Natalie Sawyer and Danny Murphy. They were talking about Chris Wilder. Have a listen. Yet again, both both ends of the uh, of the pitch have cost us. Dean's, you know, not made a routine save, and you know, it absolutely uh, I, I crack up when you know ex players say, "Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't chuck your players under the bus." Well, it's difficult to hide, hide when you're playing worldwide football in the Premier League that your goalkeeper should make a save. Days before the game. Chris Wilder spoke glowingly about Henderson, calling him outstanding and the best young goalkeeper in the country. What, he's only 22. Fast forward to full time and as you just heard there, he didn't hold back in his criticism. I question, is that really the right thing to do? Henderson will know that that mistake has cost his team. Wouldn't it have been better for Wilder to just put his arm around Henderson and in public back the player? Wilder himself has, has previously come out and been... Uh, critical of those that have criticised his players. He says they all deserve 100% support. That doesn't show 100% support for me, coming out and being critical of a player who has made a small mistake. In my eyes, that is old school management. It's a dinosaur management. We have to move with the time. Social media, no doubt Dean Henderson has got a lot of flack on social media for that mistake that he made. But players have come out in support of him. Even Peter Schmeichel has said, hold your head up high. Isn't that the right thing for Wilder to have done? That is the manager that has to deal with this player week in, week out, day in, day out. I'm not sure I'd like my manager publicly criticising me in front of all my workmates or, in fact, the public as he has done so. When you, when you criticise or you applaud players, um, I don't think it should mean that just because you're, you generally stick up for your players means that on occasion you can't dig them out and vice versa. Okay. I, I've, I've always responded personally as a footballer to a kick up the backside and been dug out publicly a couple of times by managers, you know. I, I always find that, it, it, there's, there's a couple of things here. One is, what did he say to him in the dressing room after? Because what the manager says to you in private is, is does then have a difference on what he then goes out and says to the public? Because if he's had a conversation with him regarding the mistake and told, you know, let him know that he's unhappy and he's, he's going to say so, then at least he's been honest and upfront. It, it's always difficult for players when they don't, they're not expecting it and then they hear or, or listen to their manager criticise. But mm -hmm. I think we have to put this in perspective. I mean, it's, I think it's the third home game they've lost. Yeah. Um, he's frustrated, he's angry. He didn't just dig the keeper out, he dug the forwards out as well. Yeah. His philosophy recently, which I really like, is about not doing this 
we we played well, we were unlucky, we worked hard. He, he's very much a manager who comes across as it's about winning games and about quality. And, and and actually, the bigger picture here is they showed lots of quality. They played terrifically well. I, I think it's a little bit of mountain out of a molehill. I certainly don't see a group of players not on board with the manager. I mean, they they no, I, yeah, I you know. So that. I don't. I, I take your point in terms of if you do that regularly, it's going to cause a problem. I think if you remember Mourinho's third season at Chelsea, he he started digging out players for the first time. He was always someone who backed his players. He left a bit on Hazard, and then it and then it became one after the other, and all of a sudden he lost the group. So I agree that you know you you have to be careful as a manager, but on this occasion, I I, I think the. The way he did it wasn't that bad, and and I, I certainly don't think for a second it would have carried over today. We're in training. I'm sure they'll, you know, this arm around. I, I I get your point about old school. What he's trying to say is, I've got no sympathy. I'm not. I'm not putting my arm around them. They just let me down. And it's, I don't mind that as long as it's not all the time. And and as you said a few days earlier, he was he was eulogising about well, Henderson. Well, he was. So Henderson would have read that as well. He knows the manager's frustrated. He probably went in and apologised and put his hand up the keeper. I, I think there's a... T what, managers of football club. Uh, sorry, supporters of football clubs like their managers, to be honest, and show emotion. And although he was disappointed and you could tell it, and he probably... Ten minutes later, I might have said something different. I'm Paul Hawksby, and this is Talksport Daily. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. And from there, we go to Danny Kelly's press box with Simon Jordan, or as it's known, the Simon Jordan Show. His guests were Sean Custard and the journalist Darren Lewis. What do you think Danny Rose's issue actually is with the club? Because, I mean, he, he pretty much wanted to go to Watford in the in the summer. Now, why, mm. why would a player who is a first choice at Spurs and back in the England squad... Want to go to Watford for goodness sake? Well, I think the club didn't want him, so I think you you got to spin that around. He had to Sorry, look at his options. Spurs absolutely didn't want him. Well, they left him they there. Left him. So yes, in England, when they went like that, yeah, they who can't... didn't want him? Poch didn't want him. Levy didn't want him. 
I think either way, it doesn't matter. The fact that not only did they 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 leave him behind, but they didn't even try to lie about it and suggest he had any kind of injury. They just said he, he, he I don't, I, he's left I'm it. Still there. Unless, unless he's a real troublemaker, and I don't know whether he is or isn't, I don't understand this because no, he, you know he what I think. All, you know what I think. Every ounce of himself I, in every game. I think football as a whole, in general, struggles with young men who can stand up for themselves, who can speak their mind, and he speaks his mind on a number of issues, and I think football has a problem with that. Football wants, and, and football managers have a problem with that. You see a lot of football managers who go into clubs, and if they're big personalities, unless they they are, if you like, on message, they, at some point they get moved out of the club. But if you've got somebody who knows their own mind and wants to speak their own, and in your paper, carried an yeah, interview yeah, with Danny, absolutely. where he spoke his own mind on a range of issues... And I think, uh, to a certain extent, some clubs have problems with players like that, but I don't see anything wrong with that. No, and he's spoken out about racism, for instance, and very strongly, no, but, but, that, doesn't, but that doesn't policy. change where, wherever yeah. club he goes he had, to. That he has spoken change. about having to look up Spurs' signings on Google. So what's the issue with the club, do you think? You're saying it's but, but money. Darren, but, you can't you can't have the lunatics running this on. He's fully within his gift to talk about racism. He's fully within his gift to talk about the experiences he has with the, the, the mental side of the game, which has caused him to be depressed. He has no business whatsoever talking about the transfer policies of his employers he's an employee he is a paid employee he's a sports star and his position is to be effective on the pitch not to comment on the transfer policy of the business that employs him. I mean, he wouldn't be the first, he wouldn't be the first player and I don't think to come right. out and, and say... And, and whether it's Danny know, Rose or it's whoever else that has got a dissent. Gary Neville was a bunch of barroom lawyer at Manchester United that exactly. always had an opinion on everything. And I don't think it's and, relevant. And, and, and he's now one of the, you know, he's the leading, he's leading figure pundit. in our game. I understand that. And so, and so we, 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 again, we do that sometimes. We pick and choose, you know. Somebody like Eden Hazard said, well, I'm going to look and see what the club do in the mm. summer and then I'm going to... And we say, oh, Eden Hazard, isn't he wonderful, you know. But that's about... Uh, hold on. That's about his future. That's about his direction. That's coming the same thing. Danny Rose, Rose. Danny, Danny Rose is talking Rose. about the transfer policy relating to the club and Ed and Hedges were talking about but being asked specific him. was asking specific questions about <coughs> are you going to leave? Danny Rose wasn't being asked questions about is he going to leave? Danny Rose was volunteering his opinion about the transfer policy of the true, football club. Sorry, because I think and Hazard had one paper, year to go. In, in and your the narrative paper, was one year to go. But, but does, that, does that affect anything whether you've got one year or five years? If you're under contract and you're absolutely right, if you're a paid employee if we're going to apply that we just apply it across the board and say, yeah. leave that to the chairman and the manager. That's right. But uh, the uh, fact is that Hazard and Danny Rose, and, and, mm. and I, I, as I understand it, it was directly related to his future. Mm. And he came out and said, I'd need to see what the ambition of the club is. A number of players have done that. At the on this station, we talk On this station, we talk so often about Harry Kane's going to look around and see what the club buy, and then he's going to decide what us. to do. We have our differing but that, but agendas, that's don't that's we? That's not a player. Uh, uh, and Danny Rose talked about salaries inside the club and wage structures. Back now to Danny Murphy alongside Natalie Sawyer. And they were talking about Brendan Rogers, of course, the son of the popular host of the TV show from the 80s, 321. When you look at Arsenal and United, both in a bit of trouble, you know, would it would it be would it be that unthinkable to think that Brendan could manage one of those two teams in the future? Um I know he's very settled at Leicester now, but I think he, he goes under the radar a little bit because I, I like the way that they do vary their, some their play as well, Leicester. You know, they and and Liverpool did. They changed tactics a lot. Changed tactics within that season to get back on track when they went to a diamond. And and I just wanted after watching Leicester yesterday, I, I thought, you know what, what a, what a good squad this, what a good team, and, and what a good coach they've got in Brendan and his staff. And and one day I think, you know, would 
Would a former Liverpool manager? Mm, that's ever... what I was going to ask you. I do you know what? I, I'm not causing. I'm not going to cause a problem here because I like Ole and I think sticking with him for now is the right thing. But I think further down the line, when I even said when Art, when Wenger went, that Brendan would be good for Arsenal. And the way they are at the minute, they're all over the place. I'm, I'm, I know Emery's only been there a short time, so we're, we're still kind of waiting and seeing. But I do think somewhere down the line, he might, you know, he's taken that step. I say step back. Celtic is a massive club, but in terms of a big club in the Premier League, he's gone from Liverpool. It's a backward step. Um, and Leicester's not Liverpool, mm-hmm. even though it's a great project. But I do think down the line, with his experience and his know-how and his ability to work with young players and his tactical awareness and his, his experience is getting greater year by year, I do think he will be capable one day of managing one of the big clubs. And we end, of course, the podcast off in the only way we know how, with the best bits of the sports bar, which, again, is a bit of a contradiction because the best bits of the sports bar are from 10pm to 1am. But these are the best bits of those best bits. My window cleaner visited me today to clean my windows. Oh, right, yeah. Is this true? Did he? No, go on, yeah. It's totally true. He cleans my windows. He only charges me a tenner. And he always whistles while he's cleaning the windows. Yeah. Now, why do all window cleaners and also milkmen always whistle while they're working? I don't know whether they do, mate. No, No, I don't think it is true. Mine doesn't, Paul. No, I don't think it is true. That is total truth. No, No, I don't think... Mine, mine don't, Paul. Oh, come on. Surely in the job description, if you want a job as a window cleaner or a milkman, you've got to learn how to whistle. I'm not can, sure that's can true, you, Paul. Can you whistle, Paul? No, I, no I'm no good whistle. Give it a go. I'm give not it a go. I'm not a sheepdog owner. Give it a go. Go on, give go us on. a whistle into the break. Just give it a go. <laughs> go on. See, I can't whistle. Oh, have another. You're nearly there. You're nearly there. You're nearly there. Have one more go. Go on, Paul. I can't whistle. Paul, I thought I heard. I, I heard it. I thought I heard a whistle. It came out. You were yeah. so close. One on, more. Paul. One more go. Get a big one. Big one, Paul. Oh, come, come on. Big one, big one. Come on, big one. Come on, big one. Come on. I thought I heard a whistle. Oh, okay. Shall I stand outside my house and try to whistle down a cab? No, no. <laughs> Just give us your biggest whistle now, Paul. Come on. Three. Come on, Paul. Two. Go. One. That's it for another podcasty thing. Well done. Good work, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. Listen, it's free. If you didn't enjoy it, well, nothing you can really do. It's pointless writing in. I'm not going to read it out. Although, I do read out this one here that's coming. No name on it. So it's uh, Andy Loving the show. Any live football that I should be aware of that's coming up on the TalkSport network over the next 24 hours? Yes. Of course, Leeds United against West Brom on TalkSport 2 tonight from 6pm. Oh, it goes on this email. I shan't be listening to that because it's Champions League now. Oh, fine. Yeah, okay, well. But if you are a fan of the Champions League, of course, you can dial in straight after the final whistle in the big two games in the Champions League, featuring Spurs at home to Bayern Munich and also in action at Manchester City. So a big night of football phoning from 10pm, as always, on the Sports Bar Monday to Thursday. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk.